Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week, episode 92, we are talking about, are you tired of being a caretaker? Are you tired of doing all the work or just really taking care of your husband and you would wish that he would help out? How to get your husband to help out or more importantly, how to empower your husband to help out around the house and take care of you versus you feeling resentful for doing everything. Here is how we're going to do that. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reunite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Grace Fields Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Fields Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, all right. Welcome back, ladies. And again, this week we're talking about how to empower our husbands to help us out a little bit more so that we're not feeling so resentful. Because if you're anything like me, when your husband doesn't really help out around the house, it starts to make you feel a little bit cranky. You start to feel like, what the heck? Am I doing everything here? Must I do everything here while you sit and watch football? I mean, come on, right? Like, wives, I see you out there. You're trying as best you can to hold a family together. You're trying to maintain an image of a respectable family, which which you have, except for the fact that maybe your husband shows up must less than you let on. Like, I see you making excuses for him when he doesn't show up to church or a family event or an invitation to a friend's house. I see you. I see you searching for community, trying for what it seems like all on your own to build a stronger faith foundation in your home. Mama, I see you trying to keep it quiet because you don't want anyone thinking bad about your husband. I mean, he's a good man. He loves you. He loves your kids. You just wish he would show up more in new areas. Like pray for the family, lead the family, show the loving, soft heart of Jesus towards others, or maybe even just do the dishes or the laundry every once in a while. You want to show love and grace to your husband despite feeling frustrated, hurt, and disappointed. Well, you all know my story is your story, right? So from feeling or being abandoned by my husband to faith and reconciling and, you know, uh, later leading a ministry together and, and to where we are today to me, you know, running this business, making excuses again, all of that. I've been there. And the most important thing that I've learned is this, that being a grace-fueled wife means a commitment to working on the marriage, even if 
he isn't showing up, even if he isn't doing those things. It means being in constant prayer for your husband and surrendering the final outcome of your marriage to God. But, but, and here is the big but. What happens when you are tired? You're tired. You're tired of taking care of everything around the house. You just wish your husband would help you out a bit more, but you don't know how to ask, or you just don't want to nag him again. Well, here are three things you can do to empower your husband to take care of you. And this will leave you feeling more supported and less resentful. Are you ready for them? Are you? Are you ready? Okay, good. First, we are going to identify what he is gifted in. What is your husband gifted in? And then let's engage him in that. For instance... My husband is quite gifted at organizing. Like he is a natural born leader. He is very organized. He is the kind of guy who will never leave a thing out of place. Um, you know, I record from our <laughs> my closet <laughs> and I'm sitting right here in the closet and his side of the closet is much neater than mine. Everything is organized. All his shoes lined up. His clothes will be color coordinator, color coordinated. He uses like the nice hangers, the whole bit. He's super organized. Me, not so much. My side of the closet is organized, but kind of a little messy. It's definitely a strength that he has over me, right? I can do it if I have to, but he's better at it. So what does that mean? That means that when it comes to doing things around the house, I might first ask him to help me with things that have to do with organizing because I know that actually brings him a lot of joy, right? So if I say, hey, babe, I know that we have 15,000 Tupperware, you know, plastic reusable containers in the pantry or more like in my dishwasher because I live in New York City. We have a small apartment and I just store everything in the dishwasher because that's what it's for is storage, right? Like who has cabinet space in New York City? Not I. So I might say something like, babe, you're so much better than at organizing. Do you mind helping me to organize that? And he will gladly, he will be so happy to go in there and throw out what we don't need and make a whole new system and, and that sort of thing. I often don't let him because I get really too emotionally attached to the Tupperware, which is a whole other episode on its own. But the idea is understanding what he's gifted in and, and engaging in that. Another thing. Maybe he's, my husband is great with the kids. He's, he's in some cases better with the kids than I am. I know not every dad is like that, but I mean, I married him because I knew he was a great father because I would see him with his nephews and nieces. And I knew, I just knew in my heart that he was going to be an amazing dad. So if I need help, if I am trying to record a podcast episode, let's say, or do another project, let's say, and I need some support from him, I will start by asking him to maybe, you know, if it's not organizing or doing laundry, which he's also great at, it might be taking care of the kids. So understand what he's good at and also understand what he's not, you know, what he maybe, you know, is, is not his best forte or maybe what it is that he does that might just upset you so much you'll just do it on your own 
don't ask him to do those things. In my house, I get so frustrated that my husband doesn't help me with the cooking. But then again, cooking is not his gift. He's not into it. He doesn't really care. You know, he says all the time, he's like, oh, you know, a really simple guy. Like, he'll just be happy. Like, he'll order a pizza and be happy. He'll be happy to eat good food, but to go and like, you know, do the effort of, of actually cooking a really delicious, wholesome meal, it doesn't light him up. Other men are totally different. My, my brother, I think of my brother and every time we go to his house, we literally have a gourmet meal. I mean, he's sitting there and he's like, this salt is from Iceland and I surveyed this dry aged beef for such and such number of hours for this steak that I'm about to grill you. And we're like, dude, it's like family dinner with mom and dad. It's not that big of a deal, but he is really passionate about that for him and his household. So you can imagine his wife doesn't do any of the cooking. All that to say, when your husband is passionate about the thing or has an interest in the thing, he is going to be much more willing to help and engage. So I'll ask you, what is it that you're asking for help with? And does that align with his strengths? Because if it doesn't align with his strengths, then maybe you're asking for help in the wrong areas. Now, me as a, as a business owner, you know, I get a lot of business coaching. And one of the things they tell us when we're feeling overwhelmed is, well, is it time to outsource? Do you do you need to outsource so that there's more of you to do the things that are important in your business? And oftentimes for me, that answer is yes, right? So what do I outsource? Oh, am I cleaning? Or, you know, I got one of those robot vacuums for Christmas. Oh my God, it is so amazing. If anybody like is on the fence, reach out to your girl. I will talk to you about how amazing it has like changed my life. The little robot vacuum, because we have a dog, the little robot vacuum that just goes around and zoop, 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 makes my life so much easier. Why? Because I have this extra help and I am less resentful, which is what this is about. Why was it more important for me to get the, you know, spend the money on the robot vacuum than nag my husband to do it? Well, because it doesn't really, to me, it's like, I don't care who does it as long as somebody does it. And a robot vacuum can't raise my kids and spend quality time with them. So you know what? My husband is gifted at fatherhood. He is gifted at really engaging my son and spending time with my kids and really making them feel like they are loved and cherished. He does an amazing job at that. So for me, he brings the most value to our life when he's spending time with the kids versus helping me keep the house clean. So in that sense, the robot can do the vacuuming, the husband can help with the kids, and I can continue to do the other things around the house that maybe he's not as willing or as great to do, right? Like like the cooking, for instance, or hanging out with my daughter. He's great with my son. I have a teenage daughter. So there's so many parts of life with a teenage daughter that he doesn't understand. But guess what I do? I can sit there with her and listen to her talk a mile a minute and, and really understand every little minute detail of her day that she wants to tell me. And that's all good. But those are ways that we can share in the work and in the parenting and in, and in the burden, but not burden. That is of running a household, right? 
in, in Ecclesiastes, I was reading this morning. It says, everything is meaningless. Essentially, everything is meaningless, so you might as well enjoy life. That is the paraphrase, if you will. The actual verses, if we start with Ecclesiastes 1, it says, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around it goes, blowing in circles. He then goes on to really talk about how all this striving that we do ultimately is meaningless. Then further on in Ecclesiastes 2 verse 23, he says, the days, their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God, for who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him. So what does all this mean? And what is the point of me even bringing it up for you? This all means that your husband, we've talked about this a hundred times on this show, right? Your husband is on your team. You guys are teammates, or at least you want to be teammates. Maybe you don't want to be roommates. Maybe you want to be more than roommates. And that's why you're listening to this show. Cause you're like, Oh, my husband are great. And I are great roommates. We do. We're great at the co-parenting and we're not so great at the connecting we're not so great at the intimacy part. So for those of you who are having trouble feeling intimate, and when I say intimate, I'm not talking about just in the bedroom. I'm talking about like really emotionally connected to your husband, like really the, that feeling that when you see him, you get butterflies in your stomach. That, right? That is like, that is so precious. And that is what so many of us are missing. But why? Why do we often find that we are missing that? A lot of it ends up with because we're feeling resentful of the things that he doesn't do, which takes us back to. So, okay. So going back to the things that he doesn't do around the house, if we want some help, we are going to start with what his gifts are, right? God created us for a purpose. We all have different gifts and your husband has gifts as well. Start with his gifts and engage him in that. Number two, know how and when to ask. How and when to ask. Now, as for the how, how do you ask or how do you get things you want without being naggy and all that fun stuff? I have a whole episode on it, so I'm not going to go into it again. That is episode number 74, and I will put that in the show notes. If you are not listening on Apple Podcasts and you're listening on any other uh, device, and because the Apple Podcast uh, is what I'm going to put in the show notes, if you want, just go back. It's labeled. E74. And that's where I talk about how do you get what you want without asking? That is really where I talk about the how to ask, right? Because we all know how we ask is going to make a difference. But I didn't necessarily in that episode talk about when, when to ask. For instance, we're not going to ask during the game. Like it's, you know, your husband's favorite football Sunday and he is like his team is on and he's watching the game and he's just relaxing. And we go in there and we're like, can you help me with the laundry? Um, that might not be the best time to ask. It also might not be the best time to ask when he's hungry or maybe hangry. 
where he is just mentally focused on filling his belly with some food and you're going on and on about, you know, it would really be nice if you helped me with the dishes around here. Not the best time. In the same way, and you know, ladies, come on, be real. In the same way, there are certain times that it's not really great time to ask you to do certain things. For instance, if I wake up in the morning and I have not gotten up and had my morning quiet time before my family and I have not had my coffee and anybody, my husband, my kids, anybody asks me for basically anything, they're not going to get a very nice answer because I haven't had my coffee yet and I am quite cranky and I don't want to do anything. Now, does that make it right? No. Do I try to be better? Sure I do. But realistically, should you talk to me before my morning coffee? Absolutely not. So what do I do? I get up super early before the rest of my family. So by the time they wake up, I'm all like, good morning and cheerful and happy. And they all know the difference, right? So if I'm being completely honest, I know that there are times that it is not good to ask me about something. Also, if I'm in the middle of getting dressed or getting ready to go to an event, and we're running late for that event and for whatever reason my hair my makeup whatever is not cooperating and i'm feeling anxious and i'm so all sorts of whatever that is literally the worst time for my husband to ask me about how much longer do you think before we leave has your husband ever asked you that about how much longer and i'm like five minutes ten minutes totally lying i'm totally just giving him a number to get him out of the room but it's really not a good time to ask me because I'm so stressed, right? And I'm stressed about like getting out of the house on time. I'm just not one of those people who like, you know, plans ahead and like is ready two hours before the event. And, you know, we get there 30 minutes before it starts. It's just not my story. That's fine. It's a growing pain, you know, a growing area for me. But I know where my limitations are. And I have grace for that. And I understand like those are places where I need to grow. But I also understand where my husband's limitations are. And you should too. So know when to ask him. Now I know you might be thinking like, okay, so now I have to ask him in this certain way. That sounds so nice or that's not nagging or that's this or that. And then I have to like, you know, I have to think about what his gifts are. This is really asking a lot, B. Can't he just help? Like, what's going on? Why do I have to, you know, jump through these hoops just to get him to help me around the house? I get it. I get it. I get it, honey. I get it. But I'm going through all this because let's face it, you're listening to this episode because you're having trouble. You're having trouble at home getting him to do these things. So I am offering you these tips as a way to maybe change things a little bit. So try it and let me know how it goes. Number three, and this is the most important one. Okay. Most important one. If you get nothing else out of this conversation, please understand this. Number three, I need you or you need you. I do you boo. Like if you, if you don't want to take my advice, you don't have to. Just let me know how it's working out for you if you don't. I need you to accept his help without criticism. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Accept his help without criticism. 
That means don't tell him how to do it or let him know he could have done it differently or what he did wrong or why it wasn't good enough. This is just going to lead to him saying, you're just going to redo it anyway, so why should I bother? Going back to the example of my brother, who is a very good cook, uh, and the reason why his wife doesn't cook, because every time she would cook, he would just kind of redo the food anyway. And speaking as someone who used to be his roommate, he would literally stand over my shoulder when I cooked, and he would just add things to my recipe. And it always tasted better. But it got to the point where I turned around and I was like, you do it so much better than me. Like, please just do it. Don't make me waste my time. Your husband is no different. Here's a great example. Um, my, my husband's great at the laundry. He does laundry all the time. And you know, I do laundry. It's not like I don't do my own laundry, ladies. I do plenty of laundry, but I would say in my house, it's more 50-50, if not like 60, 40 or 70, 30. My husband does most of the laundry and he's great at it. Well, the other day I, I have this like coat, this uh, black coat and it has like synthetic fur around the hood. You know, I live in New York. It is literally 16 degrees outside today. And then, you know, in two days from now, it's going to be 40 degrees. So it's like this great coat. I can go outside it like super warm. And then other days feel fine as long as I leave it open. Right. Love this coat. And it was dirty. So I was like, oh, this is dirty. It's got a little schmutz on it. I'm going to toss this in the wash. So I toss it in the wash and I ran out for an appointment. I had to leave the house. I ran out for an appointment. I get back from my appointment and I hear the dryer going and I'm like, what is that in the dryer? Something just told me, go check it out. And I look and in the dryer was my favorite coat. Now, normally that would be totally fine, right? It's down coat. Like you want it to get fluffy, like, okay, great. That's totally fine. But this coat has one of those one of those uh, like fur things around the hood and usually you can take those off. But this one, you couldn't take it off. It's not an expensive coat. I got it for like a hundred bucks on sale at the Gap. Nothing crazy. It's not an expensive coat. So you couldn't take the fur off. And given that it's not an expensive coat, it wasn't real fur. It was just like synthetic fur. So when I pull it out, I'm like, who put my coat in the dryer? Thinking it was one of my kids or my daughter. And he's like, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. And I pull this coat out and the fluffy, pretty fur was all like kind of melted and gross. <laughs> and I was so disappointed because I love this coat and I don't want to have to buy a new one. And he was so genuinely sorry. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't know. And I was just like, oh man, babe. I'm like, you know, any coat with this thing on it, you got to take it off. And if you can't take it off, you can't put it in the dryer. Now I'm going through the whole thing. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll buy you a new coat. And I'm like, great, right? Like, it's not about the new coat. It's like the middle of winter. I'm not going to find a coat that I like that fits, blah, 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 blah. It's not about that. It's about that I was just disappointed that the one I like was ruined. And he kept apologizing, right? He's so great. My husband's, he's really so amazing now. And he's just, babe, I'm really, I'm so, so sorry. And I've realized that I could have, because in my mind, 
I wanted to be like, really? Like, did you? Da, 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 like, why'd you have to? Da, 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 like, you know, why'd you have to touch my stuff? Or why'd you have to, you know, don't you see anything? Don't you? I've told you this before. Like, I could have, you know, kind of let all my frustrations out on him or told him why it was so bad or terrible that he did that. But in the end, I realized he was just trying to help me. You know, he was just trying to help. He saw that it was in the washer. And if you leave things in the washing machine too long, I mean, come on, moms, raise your hand. How many of you have like washed a load of laundry and forgot about it? <laughs> just totally forgot about it. And then hours later or the next morning or days later, gone back and be like, oh, dang, now that smells, right? So he was just trying to help. And had I really criticized that help, he might never have helped me again with the laundry I don't know but I just told him I was like you know what babe it's it's fine I know you didn't mean it I know it was an accident it's okay just just know that you know the fur melts whatever but I know it was an accident because I want him to feel comfortable I want him to know that like yes you can do the laundry I'm not gonna yell at you for ruining my clothes I think he he expected that I was gonna give him more of a hard time because I'll be honest if it was me and I ruined something he really liked he would have he would have went in I mean he would have been like don't you know but you should know already you know that's the kind of thing that was going through my head that I'm like man I could say this but I won't I could answer him the way I knew no he would answer me which is like you should know better don't you know la 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 and because I didn't do that or because I chose to not do that I want him to feel more comfortable another uh, example is I don't know if you have guys have ever watched the movie diary of a wimpy kid but there's like this movie diary of a wimpy kid is a series of books very popular uh, they did a remake of this movie with Alicia Silverstone. The remake was not great. But in the remake, um, there was this line where the older brother, Roderick, he says, uh, he says he's teaching his younger brother, you know, like all the tricks around the house. And he's like, don't ever do anything. You don't have to. And he teaches his brother how to purposely mess up tasks, how to purposely like mess up, you know, waxing the car or do all the like whatever the chores are that their parents ask them to do. He purposely messes them up so that the parents could be like, oh, man, like just go away. I'll do it myself. So I ask you, ladies, how many times has your husband tried to do something that perhaps you thought, oh, forget it. I'll just do it myself. It's faster, easier. I'll do it better if I do it myself. If you constantly, if you make that sentence a regular in your vocabulary, I'll just do it myself, then you cannot later be upset or resentful when your husband doesn't help you around the house. You need to learn to just let go. Just let go. Let him do the things that he's good at or the things that he's going to do or the things that you know he can, you know, you can get by with him having done. Understanding that they're never going to be, or maybe not never, but they're not going to be exactly the way you would have done them. Maybe they're not going to be perfect. And that's okay. Just know that. And one day he might learn to do it better. And one day he might not. 
my husband, he makes the bed. He's great at it. He never puts the pillows exactly the way I want them. You know what I'm talking about, ladies? Like when you have all the decorative pillows on the bed, I mean, I think I have seven, seven at least pillows on my bed. Who needs seven pillows for two people? Seven pillows on my bed and I want them in a certain way with like the sizing and the colors and the whole thing. My husband never puts those, he, he never gets that right. It's fine. You know why? Because he makes the bed. Thank you, babe, for making the bed. And sometimes I'll go back and I'll rearrange the pillows because I want them in a certain way. And he just kind of laughs it off. And he's like, okay, great. You know, <laughs> I'm never going to get the pillows the way you want them, but that's fine. And I'm totally okay as I look across the room and I look at my bed and the pillows all out of place from where I normally put them is fine. I'm okay. I will live if the pillows are not exactly color coordinated to the way I like them till later on tonight. How can you do that in your own house, ladies? How can you offer your husband enough grace in those areas to not criticize him when he helps, to really embrace his strengths, and to really understand that just like you, he's a human and he means well. And he's going to be cranky sometimes and in a mood sometimes and in a mood where he's focused and in a mood where he's really got more stuff on his mind. So how can we as wives offer our husband's grace by understanding these few little principles? And I bet you that if you do, if you try it, you will start to see that all of a sudden he helps or maybe he's been trying to help all along and all we need to do is accept that help. All I got to do is just say thanks, babe. I really appreciate that. That's all for this week. I hope that was valuable to you ladies. Please, if you, if this meant anything to you, if you got any goodness or value out of this, come tell me all about it. Review, put a review in the podcast. Join me in the Facebook group. Do all the things because that is where all the fun stuff is going to happen. I can't say I'm in that Facebook group all the time right now, but that is something that is certainly coming up more this year and we are going to be jumping in. There's going to be all kinds of group coaching available and fun stuff that we are going to be doing. So let's jump into the conversation. Share the episode. Let me know what you thought. Let's really make this a fun community where you can feel supported and loved and heard, really, from someone who I get it, right? And, and all the women in my community, they get it too. I say all these things because I hear it, right? It's not just me. I'm not just giving you examples about my husband. 90% of the times it's examples about other people's husbands that they've told me. So I can't wait to see you then and to hang out with you next week on the show. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.